Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today, we have Tori from Ready to be Petty on the podcast, and we are going to be doing an episode all about blind items, gossip, internet, lore, and conjecture about euphoria. This was probably the most highly requested episode I've had since starting the podcast, so much so that I actually had to start watching Euphoria so I would know what to research and how to put together a good episode on it. So we kind of talk about this in the beginning. Just keep in mind, a lot of the folks on this show and the show itself is super, super new. So there aren't as many blind items as there are like, I heard this from a friend. I happen to be an extra on the set. Here's the gossip. So just keep that in mind. Um, it's an interesting episode and without any further ado, I'm going to get into it. So here is our episode with myself and Tori from Ready to be Petty. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today, I am joined by Tori from Ready to Be Petty, which I love the name of your podcast. And you were one of the first podcasters I ever really got introduced in. When was it that I was on your podcast? It was like a couple months ago. Yeah, maybe November, December. Okay, yeah. And your yes. podcast is, you have such a great chemistry with every single person you talk to every single person Stop. no I'm serious I'm convinced that you guys have been friends from like you know high school or something because you just have such a great banter and you also do you. pop culture reality tv trending topics like everything like that is that how you would yeah. describe yeah yeah, it's definitely just a smorgasbord of things that I care about, which is probably yeah. to the detriment of my listeners because they're like, <laughs> okay, we don't give a shit about this like random thing that you care about this week. But it's like any rabbit hole that I've been down, um, any topic I have a weird fixation on. But yes. yeah, it's like celebrity <laughs> gossip, uh, entertainment news, all of that fun stuff. I love it. And I was so excited because I was looking for someone to do a Euphoria podcast with. Thank God you had watched the show. Yeah. I don't know about you. You said that you had binged it, but for years, years, like it's been around for that long, I was like, I cannot watch Euphoria because even the promos for it are triggering me and making me sad. And like, why does anyone watch this? I don't know if you watched Skins at all, but it kind of gives me Skins vibes. I'm like... (laughs) Was I just super uncool in high school? Like, is everyone doing drugs and giving blowies in the bathroom? Like, I was trying to ride a horse in high school. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, my coworker, like an older coworker of mine was like, so I just got into euphoria. Like, is this what's happening like, in, in high schools? So I was like, yeah, I, I was my first kiss was at like 16 like girl I don't know (laughs) also like I had braces for a little bit like is nobody having braces or being ugly anymore no just like (laughs) okay ugly phases don't exist anymore for teenagers and I'm so pissed about it I have seen so many TikToks and they give me so much joy especially people of like our age bracket like the millennial type yeah dude there is something girls now know how to contour in middle school and I remember putting on blue eyeshadow with those doe tip applicators that looks like a fucking q-tip and like i didn't have a makeup brush morphe didn't exist back then no oh my god it's like you weren't burning your face with astringent every night like 
I was eating literally cheese for every meal. And then I was like, I don't know why I'm breaking out. I guess I'll go on Accutane and take drugs for this. And now kids are like, I have a skincare routine and I'm nine. So. Oh, my God. It's so annoying to me. But yeah, this was not my high school experience. Euphoria. No. And you started watching because I have to be honest, I started binging a couple episodes so I could do this podcast. But you've seen every episode, right? Yeah. But I do want to point out like. I'm basically a fake fan (laughs) because I feel like people are going to be like, oh, she binged it last month. Like, where were you in 2019? No, that's better because then it's fresh in your head. That's what I think. I guess that's true. So I binged the first season when after I got my booster and was like dead on my couch. Yeah. And so I was like, what what would be a good show to binge? this one was not it it's so dark and I think you posted on your Instagram stories like a few nights ago but you were like why does anyone choose to watch this and I was like it's literally I had a breakdown I was watching it before bed and my poor boyfriend I went to bed and I was like I'm so upset everything in the world is miserable every single character one scene right abusive relationship then you're like okay well we'll cut to the next scene maybe it's oh no now it's a dad who's filming underage child sex and he's secretly gay you're like okay well maybe you'll be better in the next scene and then it's like nope she's about to get drug trafficked and sex trafficked and then you're like oh my god there's no humor in any of this and there was an article i was reading basically saying like tv shows about high school used to be fun like gossip girl was fun and scandalous and now i feel like all of those shows got flack for like being too privileged and not being real. And now every single TV show about high school is just like, this probably isn't the right term to use when people are like oppression Olympics, but it's almost this like victim narrative where like the strongest character can only be the one that goes through the most shit. So like if you haven't gotten abused and had a bad run in with drugs and had an eating disorder, then like you're not going to be a deep enough character for this show about 16 year olds yeah yeah I definitely think you have a point that like euphoria is definitely like a piece of its time Mm -hmm. like it's very 2019 to 2022 with the content that it covers and yeah the way that it's so dark and twisty and and that they try to cover many different you know topics on different shows and yes I like that like I like that about it for sure but sometimes it's just it's so heavy like I was taking Instagram and TikTok breaks during like multiple episodes in season one and I was like should you be feeling like this like and continue like to watch it's like it's one of those shows it's yes it's (laughs) like cortisol is racing through your system as you watch it it's probably doing a negative impact on your body yeah yeah and it's also interesting too because we're about to get into each individual person they're all so new other than zendaya nobody really knows who these people are so i think that's interesting and honestly I like that because sometimes you see the same old person too many times like we already know who Timothy Chalamet is you don't need to give him his big break I like that it's going to people who we haven't heard of before yeah 100% and I'm sure we'll get into this but I think also the newness plays into why sometimes the characters are like unclothed or like Mm -hmm. put into like really scary situations because maybe they can't negotiate anything different yes Yes. So we're going to kind of take it person by person. So like I said, a lot of the people here are new. And if you have, if you're someone in Hollywood who has blind items, you've typically been around for a while to have the rumor mill circulating your name. So 
we're gonna kind of go person by person and just give a little bit of an intro about like who they are, how they came into the industry. If they have blind items, I'll talk about them. And then after we go over each person, you'll kind of have like a one you'll like the lay down on everyone. And then we can talk about the drama of the show, which has blind items, there's gossip, there's like rumors about why the season is so different and who hates who. So that's how we're gonna take it from there. Before we start, anything that you've heard on TikTok that you think might get confirmed in this episode? I think like the things that I am most intrigued about is like this is so basic of an answer and everyone's rolling their eyes, but Jacob Alordi, like yeah. it's like I just wanna know more about him. And yeah. I feel like he I feel like he has a good reputation, but I feel like I'm starting to hear on TikTok and stuff that he maybe doesn't and like kind of the serial dater like playboy type things, so it's also funny yeah. how much people like the character really does rub off on someone like I can't help but think that Sydney Sweeney would steal my boyfriend even though I'm sure she wouldn't because she plays yeah. Cassie but yes. because mostly these people are so new that is the only time you've seen them is when they're playing their character you haven't like also seen them in um, a comedy and a rom-com mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. that's so true yeah it's like this is the role and I wonder if they'll be typecast because this is such a like prolific show kind of like you know like the Harry Potter kids and stuff like that I think it will and I also think I was talking about this on TikTok I think everyone on this show could benefit from a PR relationship or at least being linked to someone outside of the show otherwise you're just going to be the euphoria kid for the next year and it's you're going to kind of pigeonhole yourself yeah that's so true yeah speaking from like a sinister mindset where I'm like (laughs) and love has nothing to do with it (laughs) yes yes no but that that is a good point like and we'll talk about Hunter and Zendaya and their relationships and stuff Mm -hmm. but like you're right like this is the time to you know craft your yeah yes (laughs) craft the narrative (laughs) okay so we're gonna start with Hunter Schaefer who plays Jules on Euphoria There's no blind items about Hunter, but this is just a little bit of background knowledge. She was born in New Jersey, just like me, so I like that. Her father is a pastor. Um, Most people probably know this from Euphoria. She's a trans woman, and she has stated, I found these quotes interesting. She said, I do like people to know that I'm not a cis girl because that's not something that I feel like I am. I'm proud to be a trans person. And then in 2019... She said that she was, quote, closer to what you might call a lesbian. And then in December 2021, she said on Twitter that her sexuality is bi or pan or something, which, you know, I'd identify under that vague flag as well. So (laughs) I think that's interesting. I like her. And she doesn't really have much of like a background. I know. I know. I think she is the coolest person to come out of euphoria honestly she's also not to sound like kim but i think she's also the most interesting to look at yes okay i okay because that cover just came out of all the women on euphoria or something yes on the cut yeah and i was just like i'm just like drawn to hunter schaefer but Mm -hmm. yeah she's definitely the most interesting to look at and like now the pics of her with Elliot. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that for a second? The picture of them kissing? Yes. Yeah. Because I was like PR, PR. Like my red, my PR red flags are going off. But they also look so fucking cute. I can't like tell they what's going on. They do look cute. And I do have to say, I had two different people reach out to me. I'm, I'm going to be including this in the sub stack because it's like a listener blind. It's not confirmed. 
of course, after we end the recording, I'll tell you. But there was a very interesting person who says that they know for sure that they're PR. So I'll have to tell you that story because I thought the same thing, too. I was like, oh, my God, like dating from the show. So obvious. But it was a really cute photo and it wasn't like, you know, so this is why I struggle with PR relationships, because I'm definitely a realist and like I'm like cynical and like but also like even if it's PR I'll still stand something even if I know that it's PR because like I'm here for entertainment I mean damn it I like Cinderella and Prince Charming together and they're not freaking real but I still like them you know what I (laughs) mean so like such a good point to me there's a difference between like a fun PR relationship and just like an eye rolly like Pete and Kim like what are you guys doing yes exactly absolutely yeah Yeah. so yeah I stand them because yeah they're like out at Craig's so I'm like yes obviously like the biggest hot spot to get photographed and then like but then I see the videos of them like interacting and I was like, oh, this is too cute. And I just, yeah, yeah I wish it was real. But the timing with the the season two dropping and stuff, it just, I don't know. I know. Can't Although be. it's also like, who knows? Who knows? Well, I'll share the tea with you later. Um, okay. Yes. please. Okay. Up next, we have Sydney Sweeney, who plays Cassie on the show. She has a very interesting backstory. I also think her publicist is like working overtime because I don't know about you, but before I even watched Euphoria, I was just like, Sydney Sweeney, Sydney Sweeney. Her name is everywhere. She's doing a lot of cool interviews. So some information on her. Um, in order to convince her parents to let her do acting, she gave them a five-year business plan. It was a really cute story where she was like, here's how it could work in five years. I would get booked here. Then in my second year, I would get an agent. Then I would be making this much this year, blah, blah, blah. So her parents let her do acting. And there was actually a really sad story where they, the family ended up moving to LA. She had booked a few gigs, but the money wasn't coming in. And there was one day, five years into it, where she realized that she hadn't performed where she said she was going to be in her business plan with her parents. So she started crying and she just had this breakdown. And like a month later, she got booked for something huge. And, you know, she's definitely going to be, I think she's going to be one of the breakout stars in the show. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like she's already booked and busy, but yeah, yeah, can only go up from here. And that's such a cute story. When people have those types of stories, even though like, I don't know, it's like eat the rich, but I'm like, you deserve it. Like, good for you, girl. (laughs) Everyone loves like a success story. Um, Yeah, yeah. And she was you know in she has a bigger repertoire than many other people on this show she was in sharp objects white lotus the handmaid's tale and then she was also in other movies notably once upon a time in hollywood which um is going to be important when we talk about a blind item later um i've heard online that apparently she photoshops her photos a lot like you know those instagram accounts that shows the getty image photo and then like how they posted it so i've seen her make an appearance on there she is uh, a trained MMA fighter. She has a TikTok account where she like fix up, fixes up old cars, and she is really huge into charity. She's donated over $12,000 to various restaurants in her hometown. Um, and then we also have a lot of kindness blinds about her from Crazy Days and Nights. Now, I will say, I was listening to the Dumois After Dark episode with Enti, and Enti was saying that he knows Sydney Sweeney and he has a good relationship with her and he really likes her so keep that in mind because like you're probably not going to see bad (laughs) blinds on her since he's the one who writes them but 
she had a couple of blind items on the site saying that she had donated a bunch of money um, to a dog shelter that basically pays for several hundred dogs to be able to be housed for a year until they can be adopted. And then we also had another blind item saying this illiterate a list actress surprised her neighbor and her neighbor's teen daughter with passes to the premiere of the new season of her show. She also bought them red carpet worthy clothes and got them a limo, which is really sweet. That is sweet. We do have one blind about like her using coke, but I'm just like, is that even a blind? Like everyone in Hollywood is putting stuff up their nose. <laughs> Literally, I feel like that's just 99% of blinds or coke blinds. Right? Like once they start putting stuff like up their butt or in their ears, then like give me a call. But if it's going up the nose, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> if it's up the nose, then we knows. Um, okay, and then I mentioned that she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because there was a blind about her and Brad Pitt saying. There's nothing illegal about this, but it is odd that this permanent A-list, mostly movie actor is hooking up this holiday season with his most recent co-star, who is just barely old enough to drink while he is nearly three times her age. So. Wild. But also, like, I don't care how old Brad Pitt is. If you get the chance to hook up with him, mm, I'm going to hook up with Brad Pitt. I was just going to say, just for the story alone, no one's declining that offer. (laughs) His name is Brad Pitt. Like, Cheryl Crow references him in, like, the song as, like, the quintessential hot guy. So Yes, yeah, 100%. But, like, creepy on Brad's part for sure. But, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I would do anything different. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes you read a blind and you're like, I wouldn't do that if I was a celebrity. This one, I'm like, no, I I co-sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Also, I feel like Sydney Sweeney in my eyes, like, can do no wrong. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also gorgeous. Yes. Yes. Her body is ridiculous. We'll have to talk about the extravagant nude scenes on Euphoria once we get into the drama of the show. But, um. You know, look, I've seen what I've seen, and what I've seen is perfection. So, literally, she reminds me of like Megan Fox in Transformers back in the day. That's my age reference point for for everyone. Everyone's like like, MGK's girlfriend. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Now, Shia LaBeouf's co-star. Yes, yes. But like, just the she's just like the classic cool girl trope Mm -hmm. that I'll just never be, but want to be. And like, I know that's like playing into a lot of like internalized misogyny but like I don't know I just she has the effortlessly cool vibe that I I have too much anxiety to possess a hundred that's how I feel about like if I see a girl with like naturally straight hair I'm like I'm jealous of you you could you know what I mean like Shrek could have naturally straight hair and I would be like I'm never gonna be as pretty as Shrek because he has straight hair (laughs) literally when I found her TikTok account I was like of course you fix cars like (laughs) give us like like, leave something for the rest of us like and it's so different from Kendall Jenner because if Kendall Jenner even touched an old car she would be like I'm like so weird I like touched I like hung out with this like old car today and Sydney just like does it quietly that's so true the difference between like how like calculated Kendall Jenner's coolness is and how effortless Sydney's is because Kendall does like old cars yeah she like she made a big deal about like driving stick <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like okay 
And then she'd preface it too with like, I'm just such a weirdo because I drive stick. And I'm such a little man boy because I drive stick. And you're like, oh my God, calm down. You're a fucking model. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. um, So up next, we have Alexa Demi, who plays Maddie on the Mm -hmm. show. I feel like she's kind of like the cult favorite of the series. Mm -hmm. Um, Her, she doesn't have any blind items, but the main drama around her that you've probably heard is that back in 2019, her age was reported to be 24. And then after the series, or sorry, season one ended, a bunch of fans claimed that they had like a yearbook photo of her, which would mean that her age, if you do the math, would be... 31 now i believe because her graduation year was listed as 2008 so i'm pretty positive for sure that she is 31 now and i think the discourse around it is interesting because some people are like it is so weird that she's playing a high schooler at age 31 i'm like well if you couldn't tell what's the big deal and also it would be weirder to see a 16 year old getting fucked on camera and also it's you guys i'm so sorry but like gen z not people who listen to this podcast. Yeah, of ones. course. They're so weird about age. Like, the minute somebody's 30, they think that they're the crib keeper. And it's, like, ridiculous. Like, she looks hot. She can play a high schooler. So, like, what's the big deal? Her name also isn't Maddie. It's Alexa. Like, TV yeah. is suspending your disbelief and just yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I feel like it would, at this point, it would be weird for 16-year-olds to play 16-year-olds, like, on TV. It would be so weird. And then also, just, like, imagine if Euphoria actually was played by 16-year-olds. We would not even watch it because we would be like, it is so weird that, like, okay, well, I was going to say spoiler. People have probably already seen it. But Jules having sex with Nate's dad, if that was an actual 16-year-old, we would all be way more upset. And, like, that is what the show is portraying. But because it doesn't look like it, we're like, oh, my God, it must be fine. I don't know if you watch Pretty Little Liars, but I was like, oh, my God, Aria hooking up with her teacher is goals. No, it's not. That's like a 15-year-old with an adult. But because they look the same age, you're like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, totally, totally. Do you remember or do you know if the Skins actors were I don't. You know what? They they looked a little bit younger, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But also everyone looked younger in, like, 2007 or whatever. Is there something in the water? Like, something (laughs) has changed. (laughs) And, like, yes, I'm bitter about it. People are going to be like, you're, like, the most bitter person over, like, nothing. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Yeah, I am bitter. I'm also creepy and invasive. And, like, I have a podcast. We have podcasts where we talk shit about celebrities. (laughs) Like, literally. But, yeah, I'm, I'm jealous that I, yeah just finding like i'm like i actually could post a tiktok about like how to update my makeup i'm at that like stage of life i honestly the other day i asked a bunch of 15 year olds for like advice on my skin like that's where we're at right now you know what i mean and they and they knew they knew so like (laughs) oh my god but yeah i i do think like I really appreciated Degrassi. I'm Canadian. Did you ever watch Degrassi? Oh, yeah. When Darcy had her stalker, like all of that. Yes, yes. Okay, iconic. And they were actually played by people, like, of their own age. And so, like, I do appreciate that. But it also didn't cover most of the topics that this show covers. So Totally. Yeah, I go back and forth. But I do feel like there is shows, there are shows that have like characters that 
are played by the same age but yeah, yeah with things like Riverdale and Euphoria like I really don't need it to be like 16 it's just year olds. every episode jumps the shark in terms of like trauma and you know what I mean so yeah okay let's, let's talk about you said Jacob Elordi yeah I've literally never said his last name out loud so like just mean either so we're gonna say jacob e yes, <laughs> and he yes. plays nate on euphoria so he's australian he was in the kissing booth and he is the first person that we have a shit ton of blinds about and they're probably not what you expected so what have you heard about his dating history i just know that he i think i know that he <laughs> dated his kissing booth co-star joey king um, and then they broke up, and allegedly maybe he was with Zendaya, and then they broke up. So, which by the way, just like immediately reeks of PR. Oh my God, he happens today, his co-star, and then oops, and then they broke up. Another but, ooh, one, I found another co-star, and oops, we broke up. You know? Yes, it's like how the Spider-Man cast has it's gotten with dating all. Their MJ. Yes, yeah. Or like even Twilight. Sometimes I'm like, Robert seemed really into Kristen, so maybe that's real, but it's like. I just feel like that's impossible. <laughs> it's just all so convenient. And I'm sure it does happen. I'm not doubting mm-hmm. that. But like for every single project that you work on, that's like, okay, I've worked at three companies. I haven't found love at the last three <laughs> yeah. healthcare companies I worked at. But some of these actors and actresses, no matter what project, their soulmate always happens to be on it. It's like, use yeah. your mind. Yeah, 100%. Also, when I found out he was Australian, like, it ruined my life. (laughs) He doesn't, this sounds weird, but, like, he doesn't look Australian. He looks very, like, Cali boy. Yes, he does. But, yeah, yeah, the Australian accent is, wow, perfection. Especially on a man, I feel like it's just, like, the hottest thing ever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, he has a shit ton of blinds, and I'll run through them. But the main gist of the blinds is that allegedly he's closeted and he is PRing his way up the social ladder in Hollywood because he is hungry for fame. So Interesting. We have a couple of blinds about... He dated Kaya Gerber, uh, Cindy Crawford's daughter. And <laughs> this is an interesting one. Her family was distressed she was into women, so they have set the offspring of a permanent A-plus lister up with a guy and made sure that the tabloids wrote it all up. And that's about how she was first spotted holding hands with Jacob, and that sparked a bunch of dating rumors online. And then we have a bunch more blinds about this, saying, um, you know, the actor dating the celebrity offspring of a permanent A-lister is doing it all for the show. He has a longtime boyfriend. Um, and then we have other blinds saying that, like, he dropped his girlfriend off at home and then hooked up with a guy about Jacob and Kaya. And then this one was interesting, saying, to kind of bring the PR aspect into it, it says, And there is the payoff for the serial cheating A-B-plus list actor publicly being the boyfriend of the celebrity offspring of a permanent lister. Whatever. There's the payoff for Jacob dating Kaya. Um, a monthly magazine cover all arranged by the A-plus lister. And there was a Vanity Fair article saying, like, Jacob is a classic romantic and just in an interview painting him in a great light. And allegedly that article was acquired because Cindy Crawford had connections to the magazine. So she hooked him up with it in exchange for dating her daughter. I low-key believe all of this because yes. wasn't there, like, rumors about Kaya dating Kara? Yes, there were. And, like, by rumors, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they were fully dating. Like, I've seen the pictures of them at Coachella and, like, the scandal around um, her 
age gap. And then there were also rumors about her and Pete Davidson. And like everyone knows Pete Davidson is the go-to PR relationship guy. Absolutely. So like this kind of tracks from that logic. There were also pictures of Jacob and some guy. Once I find them, I'll post them on Instagram this week. Um, And they were like spotted kissing on the cheek and being cozy. And then people were like, the news article was literally, which this always kills me. They were like, Jacob and his good guy friend, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, history will remember them as friends. I'm like, (laughs) you know, I just don't know. My guy friends don't really kiss each other on the cheek out in public. Even me and my most affectionate girlfriends, unless I'm sleeping with them, I'm not kissing them on the cheek in public. You know, you just totally that's kind of a big thing to do. It's more than just like a shoulder touch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially like in the US and Canada, where it's like lots of other cultures like kiss on the cheek. Just down on Aussie, people. baby. Kiss on yeah. The cheek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same with Australia. Like it's, yeah, it's. I don't know. I also find it, like, interesting, and maybe I just haven't read this, but are there, like, rumors or just gossip that he's a big playboy? Because I feel like his, like, rap sheet of girlfriends does remind me of Taylor Swift's, like, whirlwind of, like, boyfriends back in the day. So the one blind said that he hooked up with a guy. The other blind says he has a longtime boyfriend. That was with Kaya. Then we also had a little bit of blind items with him and Olivia Jade Mm -hmm. um, saying the celebrity slash former network reality star who escaped jail because her parents took the fall, it's got to be Olivia Jade, has now entered the world of contract dating. And that was about like there are pictures of him and Olivia like working out and like holding hands and stuff. And then we had another blind saying, as I told you a couple months ago, the contract between the A minus list offspring blah, 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 and her boyfriend ended. It is just now being made official to the news media. And there was an article that came out saying that, um, oh, sorry, this was for Kaya Gerbert, that Kaya and Jacob had broken up after a year of dating. Yeah, I I totally, like, I see this, like, as what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think it's, I think that this is, like, all true. Like, because Olivia Jade, I feel like in the moment seems like a good idea, but like for him, it's not. A hundred percent. And it's interesting what he allegedly is doing with. We only had one about him and Euphoria. I mean, we have lots of gossip, but the blind said this one named former Disney actress turned whatever tries to continue and fool the public that her current relationship is real. It didn't work out so well the last time she did it. And that was about Zendaya Jacob and Tom Holland um because remember when they were like oh Zendaya and Jacob went on like a movie date and they were like out getting coffee and stuff like that to me it looked like a cool lesbian chick getting coffee with her gay best friend you know what I mean like it just seemed like two cool people hanging out it didn't seem I mean whatever who knows that's just how I saw it yeah for sure and Zendaya like with Tom do you think that that's real Mm -hmm. like they just bought that like no, apartment I have in it, London? I have it on authority that they dated in the past, but what's happening right now is for PR. And that house, by the way, is his. And he's making like a bunch of renovations to it, which is why it has that huge price tag associated with it. And I think like she gave a quote or something saying that she was like going to come visit him. So like the article that came out being like, they both bought a house that they're moving into. It's like, he already had the house. He's making renovations. She's going to come visit. It just looked like a PR fl- like fluff piece. Yeah, that has to be it. And 
yeah, I was kind of surprised of Zendaya and Jacob Allure. Like, they don't seem like they would no. date each other. They seem like they would be friends. They do. So let's move on to the Zendaya. Um, she has a good amount of lines. We'll do a little bit of background on her. Um, she started her career as a child model and backup dancer, obviously. Most people probably know her from Shake It Up. Also, the Spider-Man movies. Also, Casey Undercover. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever that comes up on my TikTok referencing her, it's <laughs> yes. like this app knows me too well. Like, so many people forgot about Casey Undercover, but it is out me. there. <laughs> um, and then she was also in The Greatest Showman. What I know her for most is just being fantastic on the red carpet. Yes. I get visibly excited to see every single thing that Zendaya is wearing. Mm-hmm. Um like Sydney, she's also huge with volunteer work. She gives back regularly to charity, and she's also spoken out about many, many issues before on the internet, which I feel like, you know, it's one thing to donate. Not a lot of people speak out as often. She's also vegetarian. I thought that was interesting. And she said, my main reason for being a vegetarian is that I'm an animal lover. It's definitely not because I love vegetables. <laughs> like, That's mood. so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I just don't think anyone could say anything bad about Zendaya. She had one scandal, and this was at uh, an event that happened at the 2015 American Awards. Afterwards, the TV show Fashion Police was covering the look. And I remember this when she happened. She, her hair was styled in dreadlocks, and the, I forget who the hell it was on Fashion Police, but they described her hair that it looked like it smelled of patchouli oil or weed. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was in high school, so I guess I was like, oh, my God, that's mean. Looking back on it, she was 18 at the time. Like, what are you doing commenting on an 18-year-old? And she wrote the classiest response ever back on Instagram. She said, there is a fine line between what is funny and disrespectful. Someone said something about my hair at the Oscars that left me in awe, not because I was relishing in rave outfit reviews, but because I was hit with ignorant slurs and pure disrespect. To say that... An 18-year-old woman with locks must smell of patchouli oil or weed is not only a large stereotype, but outrageously offensive. I don't usually feel the need to respond to negative things, but certain remarks cannot go unchecked. And that's a that's a better statement than I've seen many celebrities give. 100%. Yeah, it's straight to the point and, yeah, is absolutely correct. And that, yeah, I'm sure that was like Joan Rivers or Juliana Rancic or I actually like remember this happening yeah. Even though it's from 2015, like I probably watched that episode of Fashion Police live. And yeah. to, I think like we, um, at least for me, like as a white person, like you, we don't deserve some of these like articulate and like thought out statements and like respectful statements like yeah a respectful statement in response to something like outrageously offensive yes Mm -hmm. yes like you you um definitely like this deserves like screaming and yelling and and um like upset and stuff like that so to quote maddie like zendaya could have responded with you cunt and that would have been (laughs) perfectly acceptable you know exactly exactly so yeah she's just a class act and yeah totally co-sign like all of her outfits I'm sure everyone loves to dress her and she just always looks so cool and I love when she ties her outfits into like the movie's themes yes because I would try to do that too 
yeah. if I was a celebrity. <laughs> and I think Gemma Chan has done that for Eternals and things like that. It just, it's fun. Like, it's fun, and that's what you want from your celebrity. So Yes, yes. We have a bunch of blinds about her, and a lot of the blinds are similar to Jacob, saying that Zendaya is allegedly closeted with a long-term girlfriend and just doing these PR things as part of contracts or to sell the show. So... There are a couple things. Also, so, okay, keep in mind, by the way, all of this stuff is alleged because it also says that Tom Holland is closeted. And I'm like, can we get a damn straight person out here in Hollywood? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Literally now, it's just like everyone's queer. Right? Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there were a bunch of blinds saying that the former Disney actress is way comer, closer to coming out of the closet than her actor boyfriend. And that's about Tom Holland. We had one saying the management team and her agency are scrambling. It seems this young former Disney actress wants to come out. She is tired of pretending otherwise, but her team is scared she won't ever get to that A-list level, which is so close. They want to find a boyfriend for her who will stick this time. And there's a couple quotes recently about Zendaya saying that she wants to, quote, make a story, make a love story about two black girls and just like kind of hinting at wanting to create this kind of queer content, which I think is interesting. Um... Blah, blah, blah. There was one that was really interesting, too. Let's see here. Um, oh, I thought this one was interesting. The publicity team of this foreign-born A-list actor slash superhero have really been trying to push the actress girlfriend to take a selfie in bed together. Apparently, that is going much too far for the actress. She is rarely willing to do anything more than a side <laughs> hug. Doesn't that just make you like, what the hell goes on in these board meetings? They're like, we want one selfie in bed and the sheets are Brooklinen and tag ad in the caption. And she's like, no. <laughs> but like, actually, that's how I picture it. <laughs> like, Did you ever watch um, that episode of 30 Rock where they talk about PR relationships and Jenna Maroney dates James Franco? No, but well, I should watch it. <laughs> it's so funny. And they have a, you know, they just talk about a bunch of things. And one of the things in the contract where they're setting up their fake relationship relationship is James Franco is like you know once a week I'll take you to Jamba Juice and because of a contract with Jamba Juice when we break up our fight has to be in a Jamba Juice and like they're promoting yeah I was like oh my god that's good stuff well it's kind of like how people are speculating that the Kimye divorce was sponsored by Balenciaga (laughs) yes isn't that crazy I mean they got their name out there yeah 100% like no so it was either free sponsorship it. or it was paid because the name was circulating. Yeah, but that is how I kind of picture it. Like, sometimes when I think about, like, real couples, real celebrity couples, I'm like, a lot of the content that you, like, know that it's legit is, like, when they slip up and post something, yeah, like, from bed or something mm-hmm. like that. And you're like, okay, this is, like, real. But now nowadays I'm like... Was that slip up even real? Like the Pete Candle situation. So the Pete Candle for anyone who doesn't know, Pete was being interviewed in his like disgusting slop of a bedroom. Anyway, and before the interview started, he got a candle with Kim Kardashian's face on it, and he literally moved it, and he said, "Oh wait, I have to get this in the shot," which is mm-hmm. like so weird. So weird. It's so weird. But I think back to like Caitlyn Bristow from The Bachelor and her relationship with Sean Booth, and like. She literally accidentally posted a Snapchat picture of them in bed. And it's like, oh, that's legit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's Hundy the bee. proof I needed. <laughs> Especially if someone looks ugly in it. You're like, oh, then you yes. know for sure it's an accident. <laughs> literally. Literally. 
Um, and then I'll save some of these for later, but um, there, there was another blind saying this closeted one named former Disney actress could have gone the beard route last night, but chose not to dis- disrespect her new girlfriend. We shall see how long that lasts. And that was about, um, I think, the 2019 Emmy Awards, and she showed up solo to that. So I don't know if her and this secret girlfriend are allegedly still together, but I will say I think folks in Hollywood have a larger chance of coming out if they are dating someone rather than just like, you know, oh, might as well put my career in jeopardy for like no good reason at all. So yeah, that's for we'll sure. see what happens. Um, okay, Barbie Ferreira, is that how you say your name? She plays mm-hmm. Cat on Euphoria. Mm-hmm. So she was born in Queens. She's Brazilian. She's openly queer and she was a model before she got into acting. I think she did a lot of stuff with American Apparel. Mm-hmm, she did. And a lot of the rumors about her is, have you heard about her past on Tumblr? No. So she was big on Tumblr back in the day, very like aesthetic page. I think she was, she had a big Tumblr following and a Twitter following. And she was caught using the N-word more than a few times on Tumblr. And then I'm pretty sure, okay, it is insane. There was only one TikTok account I found with screenshots. I have searched the internet and they were like the euphoria team has cleared these screenshots but so many people have the same story so apparently she said the n-word a couple of times and when she was confronted about it she said that she was half black so it was okay for her to use it's just like this whole weird situation um i will post the tiktok i have with screenshots for it but that's an interesting thing that like not a lot of people are talking about so yeah there's that that's so disappointing because I really like her, but, like, hard reconsider right now. <laughs> like, yeah. it's happening live on the podcast. So. Yeah. So oh, that's we'll so see. disappointing. And she's never really spoken about it. You, you would think if it didn't happen, it would be a very easy rumor to squash and not have yeah. on the record. So who knows? Uh, then we have Maud Apatow. Is that how you say her name, Maud? Yes. Yeah. Judd's okay. kid. <laughs> yeah, so Judd and Leslie Mann's kid, she began acting at the age of seven, and she was actually a contributor of Zoe Deschanel's website, Hello Giggles, which, shout out to Molly of Trend Lightly for that one. She starred in Girls, Other People, The King of Staten Island, and of course, Euphoria, and probably because of her acting parents, she has no blind items, so only yes. girls. She is like the... I think I saw this on Twitter or something like that, but, like, the one child of famous stars that I don't mind that there was nepotism, like, yes. well, clearly, like, yeah. her getting these roles, she seems very charming. Yeah, and then you look at someone like Olivia Jade, and you're like, mm, take it all away, please, so. Yes, exactly. Then we have Angus Cloud, who plays Fez on Euphoria. Wait, does he? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, he grew up, I think, in uh, East Oakland. Oddly enough, the majority of his family lives in Ireland. So, good day. Not even <laughs> Irish, but whatever. Um, he was scouted by a casting agent while he was working at a chif- chicken and waffles restaurant close to the Berkeley Center in Brooklyn. And he thought that the casting agent was scamming him because she was like, oh, would you be down to do an audition? But she didn't really say what it was for. And he was like, what the hell is this? Are you scamming me? So... That's interesting. He has a rape accusation that has been following him a bunch of places. Have you heard about this? No, and I'm so sad because I just got on, like, the Angus Cloud train. Don't be sad because this one is... 
not it's so hard to say you know like who's right with something like this no no one ever knows except the two people involved but it does seem like a little bit of a shaky accusation from what i've been able to see about it because they're you know it's all internet conjecture there aren't really any articles but a girl tweeted saying you know do not idolize this person based on his character in the series i can't bear to watch you guys finate him know that he and his character have nothing in common um then her tweet went viral and apparently angus's lawyer started reaching out to her and then she was like you know i'm never gonna back down and other people were like i support this i support this and i think she posted something on her close friends about it that was screenshotted and started going around the internet but then some people found her reddit account and on there she had said years ago that she had hooked up with him consensually and she had told a story about that so there's a lot going on i don't know much about it um but you know it's it's something that you won't read in a news article but i have heard about it on the internet these are some more rumors about him um allegedly he is friends with some not so great people and he's been inviting them to events and like fancy things that he's going to and they have been stealing uh things from the events that they go to because they just kind of grew up doing that they say quote some of them have drug gang affiliations and some of them are just hangers on it's the definition of a person in the wrong crowd um now that he's getting more opportunities someone should point out that these people have reputations and are going to bring him down with them so that's kind of interesting and allegedly he has had a few fashion companies reach out to him and in the future he'll be modeling and he has a few ads planned for ralph lauren oh what is that that's such a random company. Like they're so American, like straight laced. Is it? Polo I, feel shirts. Like, I feel like it would kind of work because yeah. of that. You know, like yeah. I'd love to see him in Ralph Lauren because I have not seen him like in Brooks Brother, Banana Republic. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's that's really interesting about like the friends stealing stuff. That yeah. I don't know. I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> like, so then we have a couple more like we have you know Faye from the show um and then we have sam levinson the creator but just for the sake of time let's like move into the tea of what's going on with the series right Mm -hmm. okay so basically what everyone's saying is season two feels very different than season one it just feels a little bit mismatched a couple people um like you know cat on the show basically have no lines and people are like what the hell is going on So this is what I have heard. Almost all of the rumors about storylines being rewritten because of those, you know, personal relationships and entanglements are true, which to me sounds insane. I always thought, you know, you don't want to be an actor or actress because what if you hate someone, but you have to work with them? I always thought you would just still have to work with them, not you could get things moved around because you put your feet in the ground and refused to do something you know what i mean totally like look at kim cattrall she she had to stick around for two movies and i think that's the kind of benefit of being in an ensemble cast is that like you know if nate wasn't in the show the show wouldn't really work so you kind of do need everyone so i guess you kind of have to bend to everyone's demands but then you know sure you get to win out in the storyline for euphoria but then the downside is good luck getting booked again in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get booked, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. So people have been saying online, oh my God, Jacob and Zendaya are bitter after their breakup, things like that. I don't think it's true because to me, it just sounded like 
it was a bearding situation and Jacob is really just climbing the career ladder in Hollywood. Not that like, oh my God, I don't, you know, me and Zendaya are nasty because we ended bad after our relationship. I think he just comes across as fame hungry when you read his blinds and Zendaya comes across as not interested in playing the Hollywood game. So she probably would be like, well, I don't want to be associated with him. He's like a career leech. We just run in different circles, you know? 100%. That like totally tracks. Yeah. And then we had rumors saying that Jacob and Hunter apparently don't get along. And there were a bunch of rumors saying that the storyline this season between Nate and Cassie was apparently supposed to be between Nate and Jules, but it got rewritten because Hunter was like, I don't fuck with Jacob. And she had unfollowed him at a point, I think back in October. And this is when there were pictures of Jacob and Zendaya together. So everyone was like, oh my God, they're bitter. Um, What do you think? Because I haven't watched season one, but people are saying Nate and Cassie make no sense and Nate and Jules make so much sense. Yeah, so I've been struggling with this information too um, because the like a huge storyline in season one is that Nate... Um, oh my god why am I blanking on Hunter yes thank you Nate likes Jules he's on a gay dating app finds Jules just like his dad and then um, they text for a really long time Um, he doesn't reveal his identity Um, but I think he knows it's her and then they meet but this is like after Nate had found out about his dad um, assaulting Jules etc and then the storyline like literally just fell off in season two and we didn't see like any scenes of them together but in this most recent episode this is There's a spoiler one scene alert. Can I, yeah. can I say this? Oh, yeah. It's like okay. you should have watched the show. Yeah. It, it would be a week old at this time. True Euphoria stands will have watched it. But yeah. there's a scene where um, Nate gets the tape back for Jules. And, like, it kind of ties up that storyline. So and to can me, I say something, too? Like, yeah. I didn't see season one. But that was a great, like, there was palpable chemistry in that scene. It made me really want to watch all of their scenes from season one because I was like I don't even know what happened with them but like you could cut this sexy tension with a knife 100% I really wish I don't why am I saying I really wish they got together in the show because Nate is like literally the biggest I know but like they're also all fictional I've seen so many TikToks where people are like someone some girl did a video where she was like outfits that I would wear to get Nate Jacobs attention and they were like Cassie based and everyone was like why would you get Nate Jacobs attention (laughs) and I'm like I'm like, okay, yeah, he's terrible, but also, like, he's a fictional character. Why would you make a TikTok comment about it? Go scroll and live your life. Like, (laughs) you're not going to save Cassie from Nate. They both don't exist. They're (laughs) fiction. You know what I mean? Yes, and sometimes I need to be reminded of that. But it's like, you should be able to indulge in fiction when it benefits you. So, like, the idea of, like, ooh, what if Nate and Jules got together and, like, you know, but it was actually fun. Like, that's a fun thing to think that yes, doesn't yes. send stress throughout your body. Yes, yes. Like, I would hope it would be a loving relationship, <laughs> respectful relationship. But, okay, so I was, like, so they are, like, they tied up that storyline and I thought that it made sense. And then also I'm seeing all these TikTok compilations of, like, all these secret like stolen glances between Nate and Cassie and then also in season one I think episode one he's teasing her in front of his guy friends he has like some of her nude photos etc and 
it almost is like how guys tease someone, not saying that this is right, but tease someone that they like. Yeah, like I'm going to pull in your pigtails because I have a crush on you. Yes, which is gross for sure. But like I just think that that's what it was depicting. So for me, it makes sense. Also, Nate wants someone he can like control and who will like worship him and stuff. And that it just makes sense that that's Cassie. Yeah, I think by the time the finale comes around, we'll know if this had a grand plan or if it kind of went the Game of Thrones shithole route. Well, that's what I hate this. I hate when real life ruins TV shows like Grey's Anatomy and like, I don't know, other TV shows that I've watched. Yeah. (laughs) So So, um, let's see. Oh, then also a bunch of people. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, also people were saying that allegedly Maddie's character, Alexa, feels like her character isn't being given enough time, which I would kind of agree with. I feel like there hasn't been that much of a focus on her as much this season. And people are trying to get Sydney and Jacob for other projects. So that's conflicting with the show because they're kind of being pulled to work on other things, which I think is interesting. Um, Okay. Now, let's talk about the whole cat situation, a.k.a. Barbie, and how she's not really in this season. So this is allegedly what happened, and I just read this on, like, a gossip forum yesterday, so who knows if it's true. We had heard that she didn't like the way that her season, um, or that her storyline was going for the character this season, and she wanted it rewritten, and they fought, and then he went, you know, instead of having it rewritten, guess I won't see you. Like, you won't really be in it much. And I was like, what the hell is the storyline? So allegedly she views her character kind of as an extension of herself so she's really tied to the character and this season they wanted Kat to develop an eating disorder and deal with a bunch of extreme self-hate and her character was allegedly supposed to almost die from this eating disorder and Kat didn't want to do it she just felt like it was a bad example she liked how empowering her storyline was last season things like that so they butt heads and her entire storyline was cut Um, And they were saying that, like, it's really hard when there's a vision for a character, but you can't do it because the actor just says that they're not going to film it. So maybe she'll be replaced. Maybe she'll be written out. Who knows? I just know if, like, she fucked up an entire storyline for a season, like, are they going to want to have her back next season? If she even did that at all, allegedly. Yeah, and... I don't get how this works, but if you sign a contract, can you just say no to a storyline? I wouldn't think so. Like, I remember Amelia Clark giving so many hints for Game of Thrones being like, I was really upset that, like, my character turned into a genocidal maniac within the last two, um, you know, episodes. And I worked on this for years, but, like, you can't just change it, you know? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, so that's interesting. But I also totally get when you are, like, acting, but it's rooted in maybe, like, lived experience. Yeah. Like, that you would have some emotional, you know, baggage with that, and and you might not want to do it. And that's, like, super, super valid. So I guess it's also different when you're on a TV show, because, like, let's say you have an experience with sexual assault, and then you're seeing there's a sexual assault. I completely understand how that could be so triggering you just don't want to do it and i'm sure if you audition for a movie you read the entire script you know what you're dealing with but if you sign on for a tv show and then next season there's all these things that you previously didn't want to do you know what i mean like i wonder how long those contracts last and if you get to vet everything totally and it sounds like the storylines are kind of written like half 
haphazardly. I don't know what haphazard like just on a whim. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like it just seems like they change not all the time, but it seems like there's been some things that have been up in the air. So maybe she just didn't know like fully the extent of what she was going to be asked to do. And or maybe she tried it and she was like, yeah, can't do this. Like, I don't want to go down this road. But it really sucks because I loved the character of Kat and it it like her and Sean not being in season two I feel like has left a big hole in yeah in the season so well speaking of things that uh seem like they just kind of happen on the show so many nude scenes um and Mm -hmm. we have gotten quotes from some of the actresses people are like Sydney Sweeney's tits are out in every single episode do they have to be like is this moving the plot forward like no and we had Sydney Sweeney come out and be like, look, there is an intimacy coordinator on set. I feel very, very comfortable. And, you know, the scenes that I pushed back on, I said that we shouldn't do. And Sam was like, great, no worries. We don't have to do it. And she probably was like, that's a good interview. And we all read it and we were like, you mean he wanted to do more? Yeah. That's fucked up because you're already naked 17 times. What More than 17. And then Chloe Cherry, who plays Faye, also said in an interview there's this scene where she like climbs up into like an air duct or whatever and allegedly she was supposed to do that naked and it was her first scene and she was like "Mm, i don't think i need to be in the air duct naked and she kind of had to push back on it and it's like good god yeah like it just it makes sense for certain scenes and then it isn't necessary and like the air duct scene that's not necessary so i i don't love the I like go back and forth because I'm like nudity on television like has the potential to represent you know different bodies normalize different bodies it has the potential to just like destigmatize sex and and like bodies and like people have such weird shit with all of like sexuality and yeah so I'm like it has such great potential but like mm-hmm. so so I'm like oh there's there's such potential for this but then I'm like sometimes it does seem unnecessary (laughs) like and it's weird too because like I was trying to find like little blinds and dirt for this episode so I typed Sydney Sweeney into reddit and all that comes up are all of her posts in these subreddits where people have made gifts out of her boobs and slowed it down and I'm like yeah I watch this and I'm like a gratuitous scene she looks good but like whatever someone else watches it and like literally takes their cock out you know what I mean I was just like oh my god like she's fixing cars I don't want her to be in subreddits and people talking about her this way so that's a really good point it's like there's yes that we're watching it in a different way than certain people are but I think like yeah if they're comfortable with it and if she feels comfortable with it then that's great and if they feel comfortable vocalizing when they're not like that's that's yeah that's really all that matters you know even if I was upset I was not who the hell cares as long as they feel okay I just do wonder if like five years from now Sydney Sweeney's gonna look back and do an interview where she's like you know what I really wasn't okay with it but it was my first big break so like I felt like I had to do it yeah it kind of reminds me of the um um, Rada. (laughs) (laughs) yes the blurred lines yeah like just of like sometimes you just yeah you 
think that that's like your big break or whatever and you might be pressured into doing something and you might not have the wiggle room to be able like Zendaya again classically like this is talked about all the time but has a no nudity clause in her contract and it's like Mm -hmm. well maybe Sydney Sweeney just didn't have the wiggle room for that because she's not like a household name so those are the type of things that I'm like is that someone taking advantage of of someone yeah who knows We'll see. Um, I also think it's interesting. A couple people on TikTok were like, oh, my God, Drake's an executive producer and all these teens are naked. I bet there's something sinister going on. And as much as I love a good conspiracy theory, I'm going to call, you know, a little bit of bullshit on that one just because being an executive producer is such a fluff credit. Mm -hmm. It basically just means that he financed part of the show, but he didn't have any input. So he might have paid for this you know half of the entire season to be done and didn't even know what was going on until he watched it like there's such a spectrum of what an executive producer could be but this whole idea that like drake is sinisterly trying to get these actors and actresses like naked so you can see them on screen along with everyone else this sounds so gross but like if drake wants to see it like he would invite sydney sweeney over to his house or like have a casting couch and like that sounds bad but like that's what you know what does drake get out of having a nude scene in the tv show and then everyone else watching it along with him like i don't think that's the way these abusers minds work yeah totally i will say did not know that he finances slash executive produces the show yeah so i mean he comes up as an executive producer at the end if you watch the credits which like typically we're traumatized with the end of the yeah, episode like so i'm like, sobbing sorry I my eyes are blurry like, and i yeah. like shakily go onto the reddit forum and i'm like does anyone else? <laughs> literally i'm like um, self-soothing at that point like exactly. i'm not watching the i'm lighting a candle and i'm like focusing on my breathing um yes. But yeah, his name comes up in the credits and typically it's it's someone who finances the movie or it's like a fluff credit. So I don't know exactly like if he did or how much he paid, but you know, and then just the very last thing here, because I know uh, I've already taken you past the hour, but someone on the show who works with Sam Levinson did talk about because everyone's talking about the rumors like you can't watch the show without somebody being like this season is so different because they're all fighting. And somebody said, um, the only clarity needed is that they are rumors and you should be skeptical of them. Which, by the way, like, is that how I should start every podcast? (laughs) Yes, I kind of love that. It's like the Laguna Beach credits, like at the beginning, like everything is real or whatever it was. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Also, I'll have to, you know, what? I'll take your email and I'll add you onto the Substack so you can read this upcoming Monday because... I will say two folks wrote in. I was like, anyone who has a blind item with a little bit of proof, there is, I should pin it on my Instagram, but you can submit your own tea and then I'll give you a free lifetime subscription to the Substack because, you know, self-made. I want to give back a little bit for the juicy deets. And two people wrote in, you know what? I'll cut this out, but I'll tell you it right now. Okay, so I'll cut it back in now. But anyway, after that little tea spill, um... What are your thoughts for the rest of Euphoria? Basically, what do you think is going to go down? And do you believe the story that the blind items kind of spin here? Yeah, I feel like so I'm a gullible person. So I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm hook, line and sinker on a lot of these blind items, like especially like Jacob being a social climber and yes. um, 
What about yeah. Zendaya? I love the idea of Zendaya having a secret girlfriend. And I don't know if it's just because I think Zendaya is too cool, but I'm like, she can't be straight. I just don't see her with a man. I really just don't. I see her with another woman and I see her. That's just what I see. That's just what I feel in my gut. Yeah. So this was my question for you. And then I'll tell you my um, euphoria thoughts before we wrap up. But Mm -hmm. When people have long-term partners that they, like, hide and do PR relationships, how do they hide them so well? I feel like that's my, like, biggest puzzle piece to believing these. So, okay, so this this past week, or I guess last week when this comes out, I did an episode all about Swift Gron with this girl Cam from yes. What oh, I Will I've, Say podcast. Yes, I've listened. Okay. <laughs> yes. Did you, have you listened to the What I Will Say podcast with Sean? No, but so, it's on my yeah. list. So Sean's the anonymous name. And if you just go to the What I Will podcast and you search, you know, oldest first, I'm pretty sure it's the first two or three episodes. And Sean was, she dated um, a pretty well-known musician in Hollywood and the musician was closeted. And Sean talks a little bit about that experience and how Sean would come on set as like a makeup artist who just like wouldn't be doing makeup or like a hairstylist who, you know, like, oh, they're part of my crew. This is what they do. And a few people knew, but not everyone. And they were talking just about the experience of bearding in Hollywood and how it typically is someone who like isn't well known, but they are just like, oh, this person, like they're my stylist for a year or something like that. So they can hang out together all the time, but yeah, but but it won't raise eyebrows and things like that. So it was a really interesting episode because, um, yeah, you have to wonder. Yeah, and I guess that makes sense. Like, if they're not in the celebrity eye, like, why would we take note of them if they're in like the background of some picture? Exactly, with the like celebrity. When I look at Zendaya's phenomenal outfit on the red carpet, I'm not like zooming in to like someone's shoe on the bottom right corner and being like, that same shoe has been following her for a year. You know, exactly. I'm sure someone yeah. is, and I appreciate the work that they do. But yes, yeah, we'll yeah. It's see. more maybe like misdirects and like just your eye gets drawn to something else or whatever when yeah. they're like walking into a restaurant or. Whatever. But I don't know, just like in my gut, I do not believe Tom and Zendaya. It's just like, also, same with Nick and Priyanka. This is probably fucked up. But anytime there's like a height difference too, I'm like, that looks odd. <laughs> Which is like completely, <laughs> like, I was just raised the wrong way. It literally like. <laughs> but like, Zendaya looks like such a woman and Tom looks like a little boy. And I just don't get the vibe that he's as innocent as everyone thinks. I think he's like a little bit of a fucker. Yes, he, yes, he does give off vibes um, in interviews. Like, okay, and everyone's, I'm sorry, everyone's, I didn't realize I was so passionate about it, but everyone's <laughs> like, oh my God, like he made a whoopsie in an interview. He keeps spilling secrets. And I'm like, this is an act. He is pretending yeah. to be golden retriever boy. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's one of those guys who's like, I can't use a condom because it doesn't fit on my penis. And it's like, <laughs> yes, everyone can use a condom. Yeah. It's just yes. how I see him. 100%. Like when... And, like, it seems staged when he's always, like, like, I saw this clip of him on the red carpet. He's being interviewed. And then, like, Zendaya's car pulls up. And he's, like, oh, just wait one second. Like, I have to watch her, like, entrance. Like, she's stunning. Yeah. I was, like, okay. Like, <laughs> it is so, I am so sorry. All of these moments that people are clipping and being, like, oh, my God, goals. There was, like, one thing where he's doing the Spider-Man thing. And people are, like, oh, Zendaya's looking at it. Because, like, that's how he fingers her. And I'm, like, if anyone fingered <laughs> me that way, I would be so upset. She's probably looking at it because he looks like a 
fucking idiot because it's not as cool when there isn't a spider web coming out of it that's added <laughs> in by the special effects department. You know what I mean? So 100 percent. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe she was looking at it going, that's what my secret girlfriend does to me. This is how my brain works. I'm like, so insane. literally, but I never got the Tom Holland type or the no. short guys dating tall girls. I know that's like, like cancel us, but like, cancel us. I, then. I saw pictures of Sophie Turner with Joe Jonas, and I was like, yes. he doesn't deserve her. Like, Dude, hundred. And I say this: I am five four. I dated a guy once who was five four, and I once dated a guy who was five three. So I have dabbled in the short king arena. Both of them treated me like shit, by the way. So maybe I'm a little biased. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I have taken up way too much of your time, but no, any final fine. thoughts on um, Euphoria? And I'm just like excited to see. This is what I love about PR relationships. Are Tom and Zendaya going to last until the springtime? Are Hunter and Dominic going to last until the springtime? We shall see. We shall yeah. see. Yeah. I'm just excited for the season to end so I can have <laughs> so I can be mental calm. break. Like, that's excited, the plot yeah. line I'm excited for, me becoming mentally well. <laughs> Whatever happened to New Girl, you know? Yeah, like literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> So, um, oh yeah, I think it'll be exciting. And everyone can find you. Are you on TikTok, by the way? Because you reference TikToks, and I'm like, do we follow each other? Okay, so I don't want to get on. I don't want to get into this on the pod, but I do have a TikTok account just so, like, my username was saved. I have a face for audio only podcasts. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> Also, like, thank the gods. I use the beauty filter on TikTok for every video. If I didn't, people would block me. <laughs> Stop. I just like, it's a self-esteem thing. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, will I make TikToks eventually? Yes. Is this fucking cringe that I'm saying this out loud? Like, yeah. It's I'm not gonna, cringe at all. I That's need like a cigarette. Yeah. No, I don't. Someone was like, oh, I want a video version of the podcast. I tried to do it once. I literally, this is not me saying this to be funny. I literally made a consultation with a plastic surgeon the next day. I was like, I didn't realize that my face is uneven and my chin is different on one side. And also my eyebrows are kind of low. Also, my skin is disgusting. I was like, and the space on my upper lip, I couldn't find something I didn't like about myself. So literally, I will edit my podcast and I'll be like, your breathing is annoying. (laughs) The way you breathe irritates me. Well, I also get reviews where people are like, she swallows too much. And I'm like, I maybe I should kill myself. <laughs> maybe like, maybe I should stop same. swallowing. <laughs> literally. But yeah, eventually I'm going to dabble in TikTok. And I know it's like everyone's like, well, the aesthetic is no aesthetic. And like you just show up as yourself. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. I grew up where you put a fucking lacquer on your face before you go on the internet. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm trying. Okay, so eventually you'll be on TikTok. But in the meantime, you are on Instagram. Yes. And you obviously are on podcasts everywhere, ready to be petty. Yes, that's where you can find me. Okay, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, okay, thanks for having me. This was a dream. All right, huge thank you to Tori for coming on this week. And like I had mentioned in the episode In our Substack newsletter this week, it drops every Monday at 12 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time, whatever, basically, it gives you enough time to listen to the episode and then you can get the Substack newsletter in your inbox. I have a section on there where folks can drop in their own celebrity encounters or information that they have. And I just want to shout it out because this week we have two different listener submitted items about Euphoria. One is about um, their interaction with Alexa Demi working on the show. And then another one is something that they saw between Hunter while they were in uh, New York City. So if you want to check that out this week, we have more niche blind items on Zendaya. We have blind items on Kanye related to kind of all of the Instagram craziness that's been going on and more. So head over to fluentlyforward.substack.com and I will see you guys next Monday. Bye. (laughs) Bye.